What's good, friends, family, and friends of the show? This is your boy, Naldo F1, and you are now tuned into the pilot episode of the Naldo F1 podcast. So you can catch this podcast pretty much on any platform, Apple, Spotify. I'm going to be on YouTube, too. Um, so, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, just to give you a little background on what the show is going to be like. So this is basically just a F1 coverage podcast. It's really going to be a lot of fun and entertainment not here to try to be a media member or like a reporter or anything. I'm just here to provide information, have a little bit of discussions, do some interactive stuff with the listeners and that kind of thing. So we're going to keep it light. We're going to keep it fun. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to tell y'all what's up with, uh, with the Formula One season. And let's go ahead and get right into it. So for my listeners who may not be too familiar with Formula One, it's basically an international championship racing series where um, teams will go across the world and travel and race in many different countries at a bunch of different tracks and add up some points and basically see who wins at the end of the the year. So there's two championships to be won. There is the drivers, which is um, the individual championship. Um, That's the one that's the most coveted for the most part. That's the one that the fans care about and the drivers really care about and then there's construction constructors championship which is basically like the team championship so obviously the teams care a lot about that and the drivers care a lot about it too but it's obviously more important to the drivers to to win that individual championship that's the one that people are really really going to remember um there's 10 teams, uh, 20 drivers, so two teams per, or sorry, two drivers per team. Um, so you got a teammate with you, which really makes things pretty interesting because uh, you basically your teammate is your biggest rival. So they're going to be the one that you're going to be compared to throughout the season um, because you're in the exact same car. So all of the cars are not equal. Um, each team builds their own car, hence the name constructors. That's why they call the teams constructors because you construct your own car. Um, you can share an engine with a bigger team that usually would provide their engine, but you have to construct your own chassis. You have to build the car yourself for the most part. Um, so yeah, man, that's pretty much a really brief background on, um, on what formula one is if you're looking for a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown go ahead and hit hit up my tiktok page or the naldo f1 instagram page it's all naldo naldo formula one n-a-l-d-o formula one uh, on instagram and tiktok i got a bunch of clips and stuff that'll break down some really basic stuff about formula one for you guys and even how to get into it um so go ahead and check that out i'll link it in all of the descriptions and all of that good stuff so um yeah, man, let's go ahead and get into it. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to keep it real brief, keep it real light. Um, it's going to be basically a quarterly review for the season. So I'm going to give you guys kind of the results and the biggest storylines from this season so far. We're about about a quarter of the way through the season, maybe a little bit less than a quarter. I think there's going to be 22 races now that Russia got um, removed and we're seven races in completed so maybe closer to a third but you get the point um so through seven races these are the standings currently um max verstappen is leading the championship on 125 points um the point system is always or also on um my pages so that's all broken down if you need more information about that um 
So Max Verstappen is leading the championship on 125 points. Charles Leclerc is second. Sergio Perez third. George Russell fourth. Carlos Sainz fifth. Lewis Hamilton sixth. Lando Norris seventh. Valtteri Bottas eighth. Esteban Ocon ninth. Kevin Magnussen tenth. Daniel Ricciardo 11th, Yuki Tsunoda 12, Fernando Alonso 13, Pierre Gasly 14, Sebastian Vettel 15, Alex Albon 16, Lance Stroll 17, Zhou Guan Yu 18, Mick Schumacher 19, Nico Hulkenberg 20, and rounding up the grid, uh, we have Nicholas Latifi in 21st. Um, so just to explain that really quick, why there's 21 drivers in the standing, Nico Hulkenberg filled in for um, Sebastian Vettel for two races, I believe, uh, earlier on in the season because Sebastian Vettel had COVID. So that's why there's 21, 20 drivers. He's their reserve driver for Aston Martin. Um, but everybody else is a permanent driver uh, for this season. And let's go ahead and go to the team standings. Uh, Red Bull Racing is leading the championship on 235 total points from Ferrari in P2. Uh, Mercedes is third, McLaren fourth, Alfa Romeo fifth, Alpine sixth, Alfa Tauri seventh, Haas in eighth, Aston Martin in ninth, and Williams rounding up the grid in tenth. It's been a really, really exciting season so far. Um, I'm really happy. I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way right now. I am a Lewis Hamilton fan. Um, If you know or if you watched my page at all or seen any of my tweets or anything like that, you know that I am an avid Lewis Hamilton fan. Now, I will say this. I am realistic. I am not a stan. Um, I am biased. To a certain extent, but I also do not have unrealistic expectations, nor do I have an unrealistic view of the races and performances. So let's just get that out of the way right now. And I'm that he's not the only driver that I'm a fan of. I also enjoy watching Pierre Gasly drive. I do like Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez. There's a bunch of drivers who I really, really enjoy watching drive on the track. But Lewis is just my favorite. And that's just personal preference. Um, everybody's entitled to their personal preference. Um, I really don't have any beef with any of the drivers. Uh, Max is a great driver, in my opinion. He's lightning fast. His instincts are insane. And he's just bold. He will go for any gap. And he will take advantage of any opportunity that presents itself, which is why he was so consistent last year and has been so consistent this year and is a driver's champion. Um, and we'll see if he can grab some more throughout his career. He's still young, only 24 years old. But, yeah, it's been an exciting season so far. Great opener in Bahrain uh, with Charles Leclerc winning that. Ferrari really started off strong, um, really showed that the, the preseason testing wasn't a fluke, that they had some real pace in that car, and they still currently do have a lot of pace in that car, especially in qualifying. Charles has absolutely smashed qualifying this year. He would be higher in the driver standings, or not higher, but closer to Max in the driver standings if it wasn't for the the screw up in Ferrari strategy in Monaco this past weekend. Um, but I ex- fully expect them to get that together, and I don't think that will become a regular thing. At least I hope not, because that would be trashed for him to have his championship hopes derailed due to team mistakes and strategy calls and all that nonsense. But it's part of part of the game of F1 is not always a fair fight and it can be heartbreaking at times. 
So Bahrain was really exciting. There was a great battle between Charles and Max um, about halfway through the race. Um, Red Bull had some real reliability issues. Um, they had three cars with Red Bull powertrain um, power units fail in the first race in Bahrain. Both of the Red Bull cars and their junior team, uh, Alpha Tauri, Pierre Gasly, retired with an engine problem in that race as well. Um, we move on to Saudi Arabia, another really, really entertaining race. Another battle at the front between Max and Charles. Um, if you haven't seen that wheel-to-wheel action in those two races, I implore you to go back and watch that on YouTube. Maybe grab some clips or something like that because it's super entertaining. Um, watching those two go back and forth is is super exciting. They've really been at it. They've been kind of rivals since little kid days since they were in carts and that has continued on into the highest level of motorsport in formula one well i guess it really depends on how you rank formula one i really do like rally i I respect the hell out of those rally guys those dudes are fucking insane uh yeah australia was i wouldn't say it was dull but it was pretty much Charles Leclerc domination oh i didn't even get to the finish in saudi arabia max won that race by the way if you didn't know that already Max ended up winning that race, getting the better of Charles Leclerc that that uh, night. But it was a really close battle, and they both seemed to really enjoy that hard but fair racing. That's what we all like to see at the end of the day. We really want the guys to go for it and be able to go wheel to wheel and push each other to the limit, but in a respectful manner and not go above that line. And it is a fine line at the end of the day, and these are really fine margins when you're going – hundreds and hundreds of miles an hour um carrying crazy speed into corners i would if you've never watched formula one go watch some onboard footage of like qualifying laps and stuff like that you'll see exactly what i'm talking about as far as like how much these guys push these cars but yeah back to australia that not a dud but pretty much Charles leclerc domination max also dnf'd did not finish in that race due to an engine failure towards the end of the race, which pretty was pretty tough for, for Red Bull. Um, two DNFs in the first three races is not a good look, and those are the type of things that can lose you a championship really, really quickly. Um, but then we go to Imola, and Max completely bounced back. Um, really from Imola to Spain, he won all three races, Imola, Miami, and Spain in a row. Up until that point, he had won every single race that he finished in, which was a huge storyline for the beginning of the season. The fact that every time he, he crossed the, the checkered flag that he won the race. So Red Bull seemed to have gotten their, their stuff together uh, after Imola or after Australia, excuse me. And then we had Monaco this past weekend where we saw my man Checo get his third, third, yes, third Formula One victory. It was a great win for him. Um, typical Monaco, pretty processional. It was exciting due to the weather and stuff like that. Uh, we had a delayed start due to the rain. Um, the track pretty much flooded. It hadn't rained at all the entire weekend, and then it just decided to monsoon like right before we were supposed to do the formation lap and they try to do the formation lap under the safety car, but then it rained too hard. So they red flagged the session and then it got delayed and it was just a whole debacle with that. Um, 
but one of the more entertaining Monaco Grand Prix that um, I've seen so far. I know I'm a relatively new F1 fan. I've only been watching for, I think, three years. So I obviously haven't seen the glory days of Monaco. Um, but I love watching highlights going back, watching old races and stuff like that. So I try to get as much history in as possible. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, Baku, I believe, up next. Uh, next weekend so not this coming up weekend i'm recording this it's pretty late actually on thursday night and baku won't be this current weekend but it'll be next weekend so they can travel get all the the equipment in the cars to the middle east and i love baku by the way one of my favorite tracks i love racing it on the f1 game um super entertaining to watch especially in qualifying because it's just a mixed bag of everything you got long straights you got slow corners you got high speed corners um really technical section in sector three into the castle section and all of that good stuff well i guess that's technically sector two but um yeah, it should be a really, really entertaining race. It seems like these new 2022 cars can follow each other a lot better. So hopefully we see a really entertaining race. It was kind of processional last year. Max was running away with the victory before he had a tire explosion. And then Lewis with the, the brake magic nonsense. It was That was a tough race for, for us Lewis fans. Um, yeah, I'm, I think what I'm going to do next is I'm just going to go down the, the grid for drivers and teams and I'm just going to give everybody kind of a rating as far as how they perform so far this season and then kind of give the overall storyline of basically what they've been going on this season and I'll probably get out of here and I don't want to take up too much time on this first episode uh from now on I think I'll do weekly race reviews so well not weekly because sometimes there's a gap between races but I'll do race reviews after this and some shorter episode content in between uh just to keep it fresh so we'll start from the top and max verstappen um he gets an a for me for for the season and also i'm going on the plus minus scale so i'm going to give b minuses a minuses a plus that kind of thing so a plus is obviously the best grade that you can get uh so i'll give max an a so far this season he's been great been plagued by some reliability issues and he did have a moment where he had a spin in um, Spain he ended up winning that race anyway a little bit controversially due to team orders but I I do believe he probably would have ended up winning that race anyway without the team orders if they got his DRS stuff together but that's a what-if situation we really never know what could have happened in that situation but he gets an A the biggest storyline for Max this season is um being consistent outside of the reliability issue. So if Red Bull continue to have solid reliability, it seems like he might really have a strong chance at, at running away with this title if Ferrari keeps slipping up. Uh, let's go on to Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc gets an A as well for me. Um, a couple of mistakes throughout the season, but overall he's been on top of it he's been fantastic in qualifying he had a heartbreaking dnf in spain um in a race that he should have won i think he dnf'd with towards the end of the race too like i think he was only less than 20 laps maybe less than 15 to go when he dnf so that was pretty heartbreaking and those are like i said those are points that you cannot afford to lose over the course of a championship season especially when you got going up against a driver like max 
Um, but yeah, Charles Leclerc, a biggest storyline for him is uh, domination and qualifying. Yeah, I think that's probably the most standout uh, point of his season so far. And the fact that he kind of got screwed over by the team twice in a row uh, with bad strategy call in Monaco and the DNF in Spain. We got George Ru- or no Sergio Perez. I'm sorry, Checo Perez. I will give Checo a a minus for this season. It seemed like towards the beginning of the season he might not have been on the pace of Max, but he's really resurged and came on strong. Uh, he did get that um, that pole position in Saudi Arabia. I forgot about that, but he kind of got screwed over by the safety car in that race. But overall, he's had been very solid. He's come on strong in the last couple of races. Great win from him in Monaco. And he probably should have been allowed to compete for the win in Spain because he was leading that race and showed a lot of pace in that race weekend as well. So A- minus for Checo. George Russell, A+, plus, man. A freaking plus. That dude has been on it. Mr. Consistency is the story of his his season so far. The only driver to finish in the top five every single race. Um, He's thoroughly beaten Lewis so far. Now, Lewis has had a little bit of bad luck, but George has out-qualified him for the most part and has showed a lot of consistency and really, really good race craft this season. And... George really is, I think, who a lot of us thought he was. And the future, that is the future of Mercedes. I think that he is going to be a future world champion as long as they can give him the car to back that up. So, yeah, A minus for George. Carlos Sainz, I will give a B. I'll give a B to Carlos. He's been okay. Not on the pace of his teammate. Not as consistent as he was last year. I think a big talking point for Carlos is the always the old saying of it's easy to compete in a midfield car and be consistent in a midfield car when you're not expected to to go out there and win races but when you have a championship level car and you're going up against a championship level talent and teammate and Charles Leclerc it really piles on the pressure to perform and especially if you're in a team like Ferrari Ferrari I mean they're like the Cowboys like they're they're like the Yankees it it just the lights are a little bit brighter at Ferrari. And so I think that Carlos has cracked a little bit under the pressure. Now we'll see if he can get it together throughout the course of the season. He hasn't been terrible, but he's definitely had some moments where he's had some shocking performances and he's been basically nowhere near his teammate for the entirety of this season. So B for Carlos. Uh, Next up, we got Mr. Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton. B minus man. He hasn't, Hasn't been up to to par so far this season. He had some flashes where he showed some really good pace and some really good race craft and the Lewis that we all know and love, but he just hasn't really been there. I think he doesn't feel confident in the car right now. Uh, Outside of Spain, I really haven't seen him feel secure in the car, even when he's talking about the car and doing interviews and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like he's very comfortable at the moment. Uh, So, We'll see if he can turn that around. I fully believe that he will turn it around at some point this season. I think he just has to get comfortable with the car. So B minus for Lewis. He just hasn't been up to to Lewis standards. Lando Norris. um, I give him a B. McLaren had a tough start to the season. 
not all Lando's fault. He did, he was sick in Spain, I believe. Like he had like tonsillitis, and he looked horrible. If you see any pictures or videos of him from that weekend, I honestly don't know how he even drove the car. Uh, but Lando's been solid. Not too much to say. Uh, B, we'll see if they can get the car together. Valtteri Bottas, A plus. He's performed. He went to Alfa Romeo from Mercedes last year, and he has absolutely smashed it so far. He's been consistent, finishing the points pretty consistently. The fact that he's P8 in the, the driver's title, he's only 10 points behind Lewis in a firm midfield car is super impressive to me. So, yeah, Valtteri Bottas, A+. Plus, man. Esteban Ocon, B. Very solid season. Had some really good results, some P7s. I think he had one P6 in there, so he scored a lot of solid points. He's beating his teammate, uh, two-time world champion in Fernando Alonso. So overall solid, eh, I'll, I'll bump that up to a B plus. I think Esteban's been pretty good this season. Kevin Magnuson, A minus. I think that he has came into this season not knowing that he was even going to drive before the season, um, before Haas had to drop Mazepin. And he's came in and smashed it. He scored regular points. He's had some moments of traditional K-Mag, like wild stuff. But overall, he's been really, really good, especially with the fact that he did not get any testing in the car, I believe, until the second testing session. So he's came in and done the business. Daniel Ricardo, my guy, man. Oh, I'm a big fan of Daniel too. Great guy, super entertaining, probably the best personality on the grid, but D minus man. Daniel has absolutely underperformed this season. He underperformed last season. And I think he is walking a really, really tight line with McLaren. And I think if he doesn't get his, I don't even, I think I know if he doesn't get it together that he's going to be out of there at the end of this season. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens to Daniel. But, yeah, D-minus, he just underperformed. Can't can't get right. I think he's the extreme version of Lewis. Lewis's situation. He just doesn't feel comfortable or confident in the car. It doesn't seem like the team feel confident in him. And it's just a culmination of bad, bad performances. Yuki Sonoda, B-plus. I think Yuki has been really, really solid this season. He scored regular points. It seems like he's kind of gotten past his rookie troubles of last year with the spins and the questionable decision crossing pit lane exits or entries and that kind of thing. seems like he's matured a little bit more. We don't hear too much team radio from, from Yuki, but I haven't really heard anything about him spazzing on the radio or anything like that. So it seems like he's found his footing in in Formula One in that Alpha Towery team. We'll see what his future looks like as a Red Bull Junior. You, we know all that's pretty tough. So, But, yeah, overall, very solid so far for Yuki. Fernando Alonso, got to give him a C, man. He's been bang average to me, in my opinion. Nothing too impressive, nothing too terrible. He's kind of just been there, which is pretty upsetting to me because Fernando is so talented and also the fact that Alpine have a super talented young driver in the waiting um, in Oscar Piastri who 100% deserves a Formula One seat but there's just no seats right now and that's kind of the story of Formula One there's a bunch of talent out there but there's only 20 seats or yeah there's only 20 seats 
So somebody's just not going to be able to get a seat that deserves it. We saw it with Checo potentially last year. Well, not last year, year before last. We didn't know if he was going to have a seat, and he ended up finding one in Red Bull. Uh, so I think um, Fernando is kind of holding a seat right now, and I fully expect him to up his performances and perform better over the course of the season. If not, then I think Alpine have to look into moving on because you can't just be taking up good, uh, good race seats, man. There are guys out there, young guys that really deserve it. So move on from him. Pierre Gasly, P14, C+. I don't think the Alpha Tower car is that good this year compared to the last two years. Uh, Pierre has really smashed it the last two years, and I think he's a fantastic driver who I'm worried at the end of the season might not have a seat because I think Red Bull will be pushing to get one of their younger juniors into a seat. And Pierre doesn't really look like he has a future at the main Red Bull team, so we'll see. I hear a lot of rumors that if Daniel gets dropped from McLaren that Pierre might get picked up, and I would love to see that. I know that Mercedes is a potential landing spot. We don't know what Lewis's future looks like in Mercedes, how long he's going to decide to continue racing. I think if they get back to championship level, Lewis is just going to continue going as long as he can compete for championships. But I think once they're firmly not able to compete for championships, then I think he'll probably just call it quits after that. But Pierre's just been average so far this season. I expect him to pick it up and get back ahead of his teammate. He's only five points behind his teammate right now and only two slots. So not too far off, but I expect more from a a driver as talented as Pierre. Sebastian Vettel, hard for me to grade him because he missed two two races this season, but I would give him a B-. minus. He scored some points. I feel like that Aston Martin is – a worse car than people are acknowledging, I think. I really don't see any kind of pace from them. Nothing about that team impresses me right now. They're super controversial with uh, the copying of the Red Bull design. Um, It's against the nature of the sport, in my opinion, but I mean, it's it's not technically breaking the rules, so there's really nothing that anybody can do about it. But yeah, Sebastian Vettel, I'd give like a B minus. He scored some points this season, which is solid, but I just think that car is shit. Uh, so yeah, Alex Albon in P16, I got to give that dude an A too, man. Alex has came in and performed in that Williams. Uh, there was a lot of questions about what his performance would be like as the leader of that team, essentially, because we knew that. Latifi wasn't going to be performing up to par. So Alex had a lot of pressure on him to come in and perform, and I think he's done absolutely that. Uh, Scoring points in that Williams is a great accomplishment because I think that car is a tractor. Excuse me. Uh, Yeah, great job from Alex so far this season. Uh, A, A for Alex. (laughs) No pun intended. Lance Stroll, C, average, nothing impressive, uh, nothing notable really this season. We really don't see too much of him because he spends most of his time in no man's land. So we'll move on from him. Zhou Guan Yu, the rookie, the only rookie on the the grid this season. I give him a B plus. I think he's been 
pretty good. He had a couple of finishes just outside the points. He finished in the points in his first race, which was impressive to see. I think that Alpha is a really, really good car. I think they're firmly competing for for best of the rest as far as the midfield goes. So I think that if they can get some more consistent performances from Joe, they have a real shot at winning that best of the rest and getting up to maybe P4, P5 in the constructor's standings. Mick Schumacher, D minus. Dude, got to stop crashing the car, man. Point blank, period. That's beginning, middle, end of that story. Got to stop putting the fucking car in the wall. I love Mick. I think he's talented, but he has to get it together, especially with the way that um, Kevin Magnuson is performing. He ha- he just has to be better. Nick and Ho- Nico Hulkenberg, I'm not going to rate because he's a reserve driver. He just filled in. Nicholas Latifi, if there was a grade lower than F minus, he would get it. I mean, crashing under a safety car in a formation lap should tell you everything that you need to know about Nicholas Latifi. Just the epitome of pay driver doesn't seem like he has the talent to exist in Formula One. Maybe he can go to a different series like WEC or IndyCar or NASCAR or something, but Formula One ain't for him. And I think once... Williams can find another driver that can bring in the money like Latifi can. That dude is out of there. So that's it for the the drivers. I'll break down the constructors really quick and then go ahead and wrap up and get out of here. So Red Bull Racing, I think that I give them a an A. I give them an A. When they're when their car is working, they've been super consistent and they always get the strategy calls right for the most part. The pit stops are are very, very crisp, very pristine, which is what we've come to expect of Red Bull. So yeah, man, I give them an A. Ferrari, I give them an A minus. They would be right up there with an A if it wasn't for the questionable strategy calls in Monaco. I think that really, really hurt them, and the DNF in Spain was a questionable. To, like mark on their their grade as well they came out and said that it was a one-off situation it wasn't like a reliability issue it was kind of a freak accident part breaking but we'll see if they get their stuff together as far as like the consistency um with their strategy calls because they can't afford to be um double stacking their their drivers for no reason there there was no excuse for that and I've never seen Charles Leclerc so upset at the team. I think since he's since I've been watching Formula One, I've never seen him like that visibly and like audio, like sonically upset at the the team. Mercedes, C. They I don't think they've produced a very good car so far this year. I think there's potential in that package, but I don't think they've grasped how to get that potential out of the package yet and get the balance right between the straight line speed and the slow corners they're just so bad in the slow corners and that's what's really killing their performance mclaren give them a c plus they really had a a really really bad start to the season they had a really rough second testing session it seemed like they couldn't get like the brakes 
working right and it looked like they were going to go back to the McLaren Honda days. I didn't watch it live, but if you're an F1 fan that's been watching for a little bit, you know the McLaren Honda days, not the old ones from like the Senna days. I'm talking about like the more recent McLaren Honda days. And that was some dark times for McLaren Racing, such a story team. But I thought we were on pace to go back to that. But it seems like they've gotten it back together a little bit. Alfa Romeo, I give an A- minus too. I think they produced a very solid midfield car, especially given their resources. So they're usually regularly in the points with Botas and Guan Yu Zhou, or Zhou Guan Yu, excuse me, is right there on the edge of the points. So I think that if he can step it up and just get into those P8s and P7s while Botas is putting it in P5 and P6, I think that that would really benefit them and that they'll show a lot this season. Uh, Alpine, give them a B. I think they've had some decent performances this year. They've had a couple, little bit of reliability issues. Um I think it's more on the drivers. I think they have a solid car, but I think the drivers have to get more out of the car, if that makes sense. Yeah, not too much to say about Alpine. Alpha Tower really don't have anything to say about. I give them a C plus. I think that they're at the back of the midfield now. I not even I think they are at the back of the midfield now. And I don't I think they have a better car fundamentally than Haas and maybe even Alfa Romeo, but I think they don't have the the no like the knowledge to be able to to extract that performance out of there because obviously we know the Red Bull platform is a good platform, but you have to have the engineers and the team and the mechanics to be able to, and the drivers to be able to extract that performance out of there. So yeah, that's it for Alpha Towery Haas. I give a, a minus two. I think given where they have been in the past, like three seasons, I think it's a huge improvement for them to be regularly scoring points. So I give an A minus, even though they're eighth in the driver standings. Well, one, they're only two points behind Alpha Towery for eighth. And if Mick would stop putting the car in the wall, they'd probably be higher. Um, Aston Martin, I give a D two, and Williams, I give a D two too. I think they're kind of in the same boat. They both produced bad cars this year, and they'll be going back and forth to who finishes last. But I think. Aston Martin will probably get the better of Williams just because I think Vettel is better than both of the Williams drivers. And I think that Latifi is not going to give you much of anything outside of a bunch of drivers in front of him DNFing. So that's pretty much it for the this the grades of the teams and the drivers. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I will be back after Baku to do a full race review and the next episodes will probably be a little bit longer but I just wanted to get something out really quick for this pilot episode just to to get a feeler out I know this might be kind of a rough sketch but I just wanted to basically go ahead and get started and we'll get better together that is it I am out of here it has been your boy Naldo F1 remember follow me on Twitter on YouTube subscribe Hit me up on Instagram, Naldo Formula One, TikTok, Naldo Formula One. Yeah, man, just link me, tap in, man. I am out. Peace.